Hello. Hi. This is an unofficial expert podcast with Sydney. And Marie. Sydney, I noticed you don't say her last name anymore. No, I'm, I'm trying to be like Cher and Madonna and whatnot. Oh, uh, you're trying to be like Marie. <laughs> uh, aren't those people older than you? She used to say her whole name. <laughs> first, middle, last, prefix, suffix. It's anyway, a, it's early, and I just I forgot my last name at the moment. It's not that early. Uh, I've been up for several hours. I am having a really good day so far. I feel like this week I was an expert at, and by this week I mean just last night. I set out to go to bed early, and I didn't. So you're an expert at not going to bed early. But I woke up. I still woke up early and went to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I'm an expert at, you know, setting a goal and reaching that goal. It only happened one time this week, but that's still, you know, more times than you went to the gym this week. Yes. Absolutely. Um, that's fine. Um, you, you got that gym, girl. That's, Thank you. It was me and a bunch of dudes, old West Indian men at the gym this morning. Um, I had on my tiny, tiny shorts, and I was like, what are you looking at? And but then I was like, it's my little butt. <laughs> <sighs> when my butt gets fat, I'm going to quit the podcast. Uh, you're also an expert at like losing your voice. You, <laughs> Thank you. You Thank literally you. keep losing your voice, and I don't know why. Maybe because you talk too damn much? That might be it. That might be <laughs> it. Uh, I was at the gym today, and my lungs are sore. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody listening, but like, like when I cough and when I sneeze, my lungs hurt in the back. Is there a doctor in the house? If there's doctors listening, uh, please, can you help me and Marie Listen, get our health together? If a young black woman with big-ish hair is listening who lives in the tri-state area who wants to let me use her ID and uh, borrow her insurance, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. So you got to be, like, younger than 24. Oh, my God. Or older and, like, making really good money. <laughs> You're an idiot. I can't. Sydney, what were you an expert at this week? Um, I was an expert in being nosy as hell. Mm, professional I'm, black woman. I'm so nosy. Uh, I was in an Uber pool yesterday, and right away, I looked at who was pooling with me, and his name was Zorro. So I was like, ooh, this is going to be messy boots. Let's go, Zorro. So I get in, and there's two guys in the back, and they look real like hood and very straight. They had the do-rag with the tail hanging. Oh. Uh, one of them had like a really nice shape up. Mm-hmm. Uh, one had like sweat, gray sweatpants. And I said, you could have just walked. Why are you taking an Uber? You could have mm-hmm. just walked or took the train. Let that thing swing. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the front judging the fuck out of them. And then all of a sudden they started talking and they sounded very... Sweet swing? Yes, and I was not ready for that. And apparently Zorro, they were going to Zorro's man's crib because his friend Tay got the call that he his boyfriend was fucking somebody else. At Zorro's house? Yes. Oh. And so the driver was like, yo, I don't want to be an accessory to like whatever you're about to do when you go to this guy's house. And he's like, yeah, when he, when I go there, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going back to jail again. I'm like, wait. Ooh. So well, now, back to jail again sounds redundant. <laughs> <right?"> <laughs> <laughs> it could just be me and my foolish grammar or yeah. Zorro. So then, like, 
Tay is trying to console him, but at the same time play him out because he's like, you know, you're better than this. I mean, you are in an Uber pool, but you're better than this. I mean, that's true. And I was like, what kind of friend are you? Shut up, Tay. So I'm like, listen, you have an Uber account. You're doing well. Like, you don't need to go to jail for your boyfriend or whatever. Like, you, you shouldn't even be going to his house. And he's like, this is not even my account. This is my ex-boyfriend's account. My Ooh. name is not even Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, who is your man named Zorro? Like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, yo, you still got your ex's account? Like, That's beautiful. How good is the dick? The dick is great. Mm, I mean, maybe his ex forgot that he still had the account. No, he said that he can still use the account, but he can only take Uber pool. <laughs> <laughs> so it truly is over between them. <laughs> it truly is over between them. So messy. Uh, but it was great. I was listening to the whole thing. I was getting involved. The driver was like totally rolling his eyes at everything because he's like, don't egg them on, please. You just assume these dudes were straight because they had the tail out of mm-hmm. the do-rag. See, mm-hmm. you can't trust a dude by his do-rag. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we took away from Sydney's story this week. Yeah, I, I was I was like, damn, I shouldn't have like assumed that they were straight. I should have just assumed uh, they identified with hood because they uh, definitely listen, were hood. Listen, if you have a do-rag on and the tail is out, I'm going to assume that you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> or assume that you live at your mama house. But I'm not going to assume... I don't know. But it was great. It was awesome. Ooh, speaking of great, we have a really great guest this week. Yes, we do. Super freaking excited about this. Uh, this is She's a stand-up comedian. Uh, I believe she's made maybe a philanthropist, because I'm throwing that in everybody's intros now. <laughs> and uh, she has a website called The Headless Woman of Hollywood that's up for a shorty award. Yes, this is a big thing. Shorty! Right? Everybody give it up for Marsha Belsky. Hey. Hello! Hey, Marsha. I'm so happy to be here. Um... I can't believe that he wasn't Zorro. That was a really big <laughs> twist. I was really upset. You know that I think that you need to make a full-on book of your Uber pool stories. Because yeah. I love... Re- it's the only thing that I genuinely love reading online. I read them to the end every time. Oh, well, thank you. I, I actually, never click read more on any statuses, but I always do if I see an Uber pool story. Well, let me tell you, people be in my <laughs> inbox like, um, that read more, uh, we, you need to stop. <laughs> Well, it's like, I hate, it's like people like, you know, people get mad about it. Like when people write articles online, it's like, who's forcing you to read it? You yeah. know, yeah. they're like, ugh, another think piece. It's like, no one's forcing you to read. No one's forcing you to think. I mean, I, I feel like people used to go online just to read, right? I know. And then play Duck Hunt or whatever. But like now <laughs> there's so much more you can do online and you don't have to read Yeah, anything. you can become a white nationalist terrorist. You can become... <laughs> oh, yeah, you could learn how to build a bomb. You can do anything you want to do online. You can do anything. And first of all, I'm providing real, like, content, okay? I'm giving you real stories. You're giving the people what they want okay i'm not talking about how my life you're is like terrible. nos like you're like defi- you're telling the stories of the neighborhood yeah like i'm not, <laughs> I'm not crying about like my cousin who's like has 12 kids like i'm actually giving you some fantasy slash reality Ooh, I on like that. facebook i like that. and you do you build it nice too because it's like you know you start out i'm like why is she mentioning that these guys are straight <laughs> 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you my thought process. Yeah. Marsha's like, like is she about moment. to shame these dudes? It's like dramatic irony. It's like <laughs> for being straight. <laughs> yeah. Marsha, do you Sydney's ju- like, they're straight and I hate them. <laughs> Breeders. Do you judge a man by the do-rag? Um, no. I mean, my cousin's mixed, so he, like, would wear a do-rag. And then it's funny because, like, now, like, now, like, he'll talk about how he, like, misses, like, being younger so he could, like, wear that shit and, like, not have people, like, judge him, you know? Mm -hmm. Because now he's trying to be a teacher. So if he was, like, walking around in a do-rag, people would be like, sir. No. (laughs) A do-rag is part of, like, your home clothes. Like, you should have the do-rag on in the house before bed. Yeah. Or, like, get in the shower. I remember one time, too, he got... My uncle was, like, a principal, um, and he got my uncle, like, a do-rag and, like, all these, like, hood clothes as, like, a gag gift for Christmas. And uh, my uncle did not think it was funny at all. (laughs) (laughs) And he just, like, started calling him the N-word, like, over and over. Oh, no. Well, we we had our uh, Christmas um, holiday show or whatever in December, and we gave out do-rags and soap of Dove. So. Ooh, soap, soap of dove. Of dove. I mean, dove, dove soap. soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like it's like it's like made from dove fat. Yes. Like, <laughs> no, it's like Mark. It's like Mark by Mark Jacobs. It's two thousand dollars soap of dove. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's <laughs> thirty forgot. pigeon soap. And we forgot to say that you are our expert on feminism. Feminism. Ah, you are feminism yes. expert. Yes. It's you know feminism. Yes. The feminism. radical notion that women are superior. To men, not for most people. You know, for most people, it is about equality. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, just lately, it's really taken a turn. No, but I think that's what people think it is. People think that feminism is about women trying to be superior. And then I was like, eventually, I was like, if that's what they think it is, and if that if they think that we're just going around killing men, then we should just do that. <laughs> Give I, I, the people what they want. I thought feminism was only about like us getting like equal rights and just right. being treated equally. Well, it's hard because feminism is different to different women. I mean, obviously, there. Like I always say, I'm like there is no good or bad feminism. Like there is just men dying by my cold bare hands. You know, like <laughs> Marsha, how many men have you, have you killed on the air? I legally I have to say zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But if you could kill... But like Zorro, I'm going back to jail. No. <laughs> Again. Exactly. Um, but if you could kill... Oh, I have a very... Like, I always joke about how I have a list. Okay, and well, people, can you give us the top five names on the list? Mm-hmm. Yes. Number one, Gandhi. That's a surprise, but he's not a good man. You would Wait, kill why? Gandhi? <laughs> why would you kill Gandhi? No, well, I have, like, number one on my list is, like, Jeremy Renner. He's a surprise. You'd be surprised that Jeremy Renner is a bad one. Well, he's pretty terrible in all the movies that he does. Well, and he doesn't pay child support. Oh. He called Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character a whore. Okay. Anyways. What's wrong with that? I mean, her character was <laughs> useless. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get the Avengers. But he was joking with a man her. about it. It was, like, in a bad way. Um, this is the thing. Women can feel however they want about things. Men cannot. Right. Mm. They cannot have opinions, any good or bad. <laughs> Men listening right now, if you have an opinion, take it. Don't. Wrap it up in your two-tone do-rag. Right. And then burn the do-rag wrapped in your opinions. I tell them, I say, go to your safe space, which is what I say when I want them to go hide in the bunkers underground. <laughs> While this, the women this is what the I tell streets. men. I tell men to write notes and put it in a bottle and then put it in the ocean because that's 
that's where it should go. <laughs> Somebody mean, else should like. No, pick but obviously I have a lot of opinions. That's why I try and explain to them. I'm like, I'm not telling you to not have an opinion, but I'm telling you to cut it in half. Like, because you don't even realize that you're screaming over us half the time. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's true. That's I feel like men in conversations, they're so used to talking to other dudes that they don't even know how to talk to women sometimes. Whereas women know how to do both. That's what's interesting now that the world is kind of changing is that when a man is in a conversation with, like, more than three women, he is physically uncomfortable. He's like, I can't be here. I can't listen to this. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be emasculated. He doesn't want to sit there and listen. And because of that, they don't ever really learn how women actually talk when it's just us. But every woman can tell you how men talk when it's just them. That's crazy, yeah. though, because me and Marie, whenever we talk to men, they don't want to talk to us because we just roasting them. Well, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do. That's but. why I like throwing it back, because they say that in conversation with mostly, like, if it's mixed men and women equally, men will talk, like, 70% of the time. So that's why I make sure that if I'm in a conversation with mostly men, I talk 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, you better come with these stats. I like these stats that you got going on here. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it's... The, the hardest thing is, like, you know... When guys want you to do all this work for them and they don't even understand that that's just... I mean, I'm sure it happens for you guys, too, but it's like we don't even realize how much we're expected to do... Because they go, oh, feminism? Convince me. And I'm like, well, I shouldn't really have to sit here and convince you about why I just want to be able to do what I want because you've never had to question it and you've never had to form your identity around it. So then when you try and explain that to them... Some of them are open-minded and they slowly over time learn, but it's a long process, especially for white men, to realize that they've mm-hmm. never formed their identities out of negatives to anything. Listen, speak you know. on it. Speak on it, Marsha. You know, please. Listen, white men could kick rocks and flip-flops in the rain. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Well, and most of the um, good white men I know would never be offended by anything like the that. good white men that you know. Who are these good well, white men let's not focus on There's like three of them. Okay. Well, name, <laughs> name those three yeah. so we can shout well, them Well, I out. have a really nice boyfriend. <laughs> oh, you had a boyfriend. You've met him. What? One time we went to the diner together, like right when we first started dating. What's this is a while ago. Tommy. Vaguely, 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 vaguely remember. Yeah. I mean, I go to the diner room. Janelle lot. called him like the whitest boy ever or something like that. Like she called him like she okay. did a, he did a set because they're both from Chicago. Uh, and he did a set in front of her and like she said something like that, but it was hilarious. The whitest man she knows. I've been meeting a lot of the whitest men that I know. Every time I meet one, I'm like, this is it. There's nobody whiter than this. And then I meet another one and I'm like, your name is Glenn. Yeah. Or Connor or Tanner. The guy comes out in like overalls. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> your name is Todd with three D's. Todd. But so I do like a lot of this like, you know, kill all men jokes and stuff. Yeah, can you please explain that? Because you do it on Facebook, you do it on all your social media and some people get it. Some people, people don't. don't. And people please misunderstand explain. from both sides too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. But it just started. I'm in this band and we started singing like, you know, we have this song, All Older White Men Should Die, but not my dad. Like, you ah, know, like, it's wait, like can, you, can you sing the hook? All older white men should die, die but not my dad. Not, not my dad. dad. Not my dad. Goes like that. Okay. You can find us online. We're called Free the Mind. Um, <laughs> but we like do jokes like that. Like, you know, I wrote a manifesto where I'm like, why is everyone so confused about? Feminism, you know, and then I like go on to say that like women can never die. And you wrote you know. a manifesto. I feel like people write manifestos right before they kill a bunch of people. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it started to like you know, 
matriarchy is never going to happen probably in our lifetime. So I had, in order to deal with that fact, I had to go full crazy and create a world in my mind where it just did exist, you know? Well, I mean, we saw what happened, right? Hillary Clinton has experience, and she was using her AOL account or her Hotmail or whatever, her Net Zero account, (laughs) and people freaked the F out, and Donald Trump has zero experience. Well, and people, even liberals, want to say it's so many things, and it is nuanced, and there are so many things. I mean, I think it's sadder that Trump... It's sad in both ways because it was against her as a woman and against Obama as a black man. Right. Why he won and this sort. And then people go, well, women, you know, white women voted for Trump. A lot of them Which did. Which is a fact. Mm-hmm. Which is a fact. And it's true. And it's like, well, first of all, don't underestimate white women to put their race before their gender, especially when they've been taught by the men they admire not to put any stock in their gender. Marsh, uh, do, but do you really believe that, that these women were only voting for Trump because... And it was he some was kind white. of like a mind No, thing, I or? believe a lot of it was internalized misogyny. I think it goes so deep that you can blame the individual woman while still saying it's a systematic problem. You I know? don't know if I'm, I feel like... I'm just fe- blaming 60% of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel in feminism, it's like if a woman is running, like we all have to support her. But, but for people- me, I didn't necessarily like Hillary Clinton. Nobody I, did. I mean, I didn't... <laughs> That's the problem. Nobody, nobody liked, liked her. Liked her. Nobody liked her. And but it, it, I mean, it's okay to, to say that you didn't like her. Well, it is okay, but I do think it's important, just like with everything we're taught, it goes so deep. It's like, well, yeah, we don't like her, but there has been a 20-year smear campaign against her. And that does get in your mind, even if you're actively trying to be like, that's not why, that's not why. We like certain people, and we don't like certain people. I didn't like her kitten heels, um, <laughs> but I was here. I liked her pantsuits. I, I was there her, for like, all the, uh, the death row pantsuits that she yeah. was wearing. But, I mean, it's a lot of factors, and that's why it's like, you know, at this point, we're never going to agree on what exactly made Hillary lose, why she was a bad candidate or a good candidate. And it's not, at this point, I feel like it's not the most important thing because people want to reduce feminism to that. They want to reduce it to small opinions, one person, (coughs) what one person says. You know, Gloria Steinem says one thing wrong in a career of 60 years. I mean, she said a few things wrong, I will say. Mm -hmm. Disagree with her on some things. And then people want to be like, and that's why dot, 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 feminism. It's like, you know, you you be, you come to represent more people. So that's why I started making my joke, like, I speak for all women. Because obviously no woman speaks yeah. for all women. But it was funny because I was texting Sydney about this. This woman came up to me after a show my band did that me and Sydney were on together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had both men and women misunderstand the joke in really different ways. So I've had male comics that, like, you know, I'm still friendly with. And they'll send me messages online And they'll be like, you know, I just have to tell you, like, I can't look at this anymore. You know, I'm going to block you because otherwise it's going to start making me mad. And I go, okay, well, that's so lucky that you can block me and be done with all the sexism you're going to have to deal with. I was like, I was like, that's the joke. I was like, we have to just see this shit, not really talk about it. So I wanted to make you feel a fraction of what that feels like, but in a funny way. And you still can't take it. You're like, exactly. oh, no, 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 it's, it's a clear joke, and you still don't like it. And yeah. the people that come up to you and be like, so I'm going to block you. Okay, 
Why are you fucking telling me? Just block me. I don't care if you're not yeah, reading my statuses. I feel like that's the world that we live in now, right? Is people want you to know mm-hmm. that they are about to unfollow or mm-hmm. block or but that's their, that, But that, in that sense, that's their privilege and their right to let you know that, oh, I'm that important that I need to let you know that I'm blocking you. No, but it's like, I want to start because social media is such a new thing. I think social media truly does bring out social and mental illness in people. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And it, it's, a, it's an outlet that people like you know I was thinking the other day about like call out posts and like things like that and what's interesting to oh, me like, is that like people who write like open letters to people right and it's like there is no right or wrong but the thing is to do that within your own community 20 years ago you would have had to take out a newspaper ad which then you would have been like crazy like Donald Trump you know <laughs> and it's like you know people what? Saying, I have a problem with Sydney yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna call the penny saver uh, <laughs> okay how much is it it's gonna be $62 a word yeah Yes, yes, yes. I'm a right. All- yeah. So it's a new thing, and you see people that you like maybe expressing opinions they haven't fully thought out, and then you know you get this guy told me once he's like, "This is why I got off Facebook because I always ended up just getting so mad at my friends and fighting with my friends because I can't help it for some reason when I'm online." And he was at least smart enough to know that about himself, right? You know, right? Well, I feel like that's the thing too is like you admire like a lot of our favorite celebrities. Uh, and people that we hate are also online and they're tweeting mm-hmm. and posting. And then you're like, well, I really like this person as an actor, but they really can't spell. Like, yeah. yeah. Or learned- you're like, Kanye, no. Well, just, listen, I will give you know, Kanye all of his, his, no, his, but his tweets are like hysterical. I laugh at them. <laughs> I'm like, these are really well thought out. Cry for help. They're it not is a well cry thought for help. Out. <laughs> They're not <laughs> well thought out. They're well thought they out. They feel like Cheerios are just uh, giant uh, baby donuts. It's kind of like, like, yeah, it's like an open mic stand-up Kanye does. Like, yeah, so it is. But they're like, do you want to do an hour? <laughs> <laughs> He just put. He just. That, he doesn't have a notebook for his jokes. Exactly. So Jotting them down. As he's tweets. that guy. Is like super confident off the bat. So like you know, men misunderstand the joke in that way, and some shitty men will think that I'm making fun of feminism. So they'll assume I don't like feminists, and feminists don't like me. And then I'm like, obviously you don't know Marsha Belsky. Like you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there are some women who don't know me as well. And the hard thing is, is like I call myself a female apologist. Like you know how there are male apologists mm-hmm. where it's like there are women who will defend men no matter what yeah i do the same thing kind of for women where like a woman can be true garbage and i will hate her but i you know i'll be like well let's look at you know like i'll give her more excuses than maybe she deserves yeah i think that's the situation with like hillary clinton like a lot of people out in the open were like yeah you know you gotta vote for hillary because she's this and the third but at the end of the day nobody really liked her yeah nobody really wanted her to be with the two-party system i feel like for some reason that like we got spoiled, I think, with Obama. And this yes, is pessimistic. Yes, we did. You're not really supposed to be like that inspired by the candidate. That's why when there is an inspirational one, they win by such landslides. Like Obama, Reagan, these charismatic guys, even though, you know, like we loved Obama, they loved Reagan. It was people compared them a lot in terms of how they got elected. And then you have Trump, who is just like I don't even know how you could call what he has charisma, but some it's, people view it that way. It's not which is charisma. Amazing to me. It's whatever the opposite. Whatever charisma's dirty. He's like, no, no, I think talks. he yeah. has he has the confidence of a mediocre white, white man, man. Exactly. and that's what his whole air but is. That's who he is. Oh, it's a stopped mediocre. again. Mediocre. It's stopped again. See, see what I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Go. Yeah. He's just he's he's the epitome of like white mediocrity, but also he has this. For every poor man, he is like 
the lifestyles of the rich and the famous image of a rich person that they have, and they go, that's what I'm going to be when I strike it big. He's the, Even though I'm he's 80 the, years old about to so die. Tacky. He's the dusty boot, tacky uh, long-faced, uh, probably a ponytail, a uh, heart tattoo with a mom on it. Uh, Tasmanian devil on the back. That was of his the most depressing window. part when I realized that he won. Was I was like, I was just looking forward to the election being over so that I wouldn't have to see his fucking face anymore. His face, his everywhere. stupid voice, uh, his, his face, face, his hair, his, red tie, his whole family, <laughs> his <laughs> wife's uh, old pork face. Like she just, the people like us just living our lives. Like Donald Trump fully doesn't understand that it's like you know. 50 years ago, we wouldn't be able... Like, we're just normal people, and we are feminists. Like, we are living a life that we couldn't have lived 50 years ago. And the people that think that we can somehow go back to that, it's just not going to happen. There are too many basic women who are not going to give up their jobs and, like, you know, give up their rights. I don't know, I'm Marcia. Willing to, I'm willing to give uh, up my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit and go back to the kitchen. Marsha, I will sit my flat ass down all day. (laughs) I have no problem sitting it down. Um, What if you couldn't go to the gym, though? Uh, they would still let you go. I would just plank at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would just throw in a do rag and be like, my name is Sam. Marsha, I do have an issue with um, feminism in okay. terms of like, there's women who are like, oh, we're fighting for our rights. And then they, they get down on the women who actually want to stay at home. And they're like, I actually just want to take care of my family. I don't. There's always a back and forth and there's no cohesiveness. Here's what my mom tells me about that, which I agree with. Okay. Is... The fight between housewives and working women is mostly contained between housewives who are unhappy and working women who are unhappy. (laughs) Those are the only people who are invested in that fight because Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if a woman stays home. Yeah, I sure don't. And I don't give a shit if a woman goes to work. And I don't give a shit if she has kids. I don't give a shit if she doesn't have kids. I don't give a shit if she's straight. I don't give a shit if she's gay. I don't care. Because I'm happy with my choices, and I want other women to just be happy and to have a choice. Choice, That's the thing. You choose to stay home, fine. No one's forcing you to. And in that way, you're going to choose to be with a man who probably values you for certain things. And going to hit you. And might hit you, and then you have no resources to get out. Get but the, the good thing is, is that get up and make because that of feminism, even if that woman says, I hate feminists, I want to stay home, if she does get hit, there are going to be resources for her, even though she yes. stays at home and depends on his money. Yeah. That's what feminism has done for women like that, even if they don't appreciate it. And for the working women who want to blame those women, it's like, you know what? You're not helping anybody. And to me, that says you're somehow dissatisfied in the choices you've made. You resent something along the way. Listen, I feel like for me, the goal is uh, make enough money so that when I meet a man with money, I'm not like dependent. Well, I don't want to be dependent on dude anyway. I just want him to pay for everything. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to have to depend on him. I just expect him to still pay. Right. It feels good. Everything. But that's a gesture thing because honestly, to me, my boyfriend will pay for stuff. I don't expect him to, but I do in a way, you know. And it's more of the I realize that you're a woman and thank you for spending your time with me. Like you know, well, does, he, does he make more <laughs> money than you? We make the same money. Okay, but he should should pay for it. But it's a nice gesture. (laughs) I mean, but I like offering to pay, and I like him accepting it sometimes, you know? like you like when he'd be like, no, I got it. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And it's more of the gesture. That's why people are like, feminism's killing romance. It's like, I don't know many feminists who are going around, like, and the ones who do, like, it is hard because I want to be like, 
girl. Don't. But then they date men who are like okay with that. No, I, I'm so against this. Uh, I don't know, 20th century woman that's like, oh, let me pay for dates. Let me like take the man. Like Bumble, fuck Bumble. No, fuck Bumble. <laughs> I'm tired. Like women. I realize that it's. I was women like, maybe are I've been too hard on dudes because so many L's. <laughs> They're taking so many L's. Like, oh, I have to initiate. No, fuck that. Well, that's like I, I always say. No, I'm you not have for to it. look at what they're still not giving us because people are like women just want to take 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 their rights and they you know they want to get their doors open but they still want to blah 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 and it's like okay well they just passed the thing where women might start getting drafted into the army but they're like we also might take away abortion so they're like you can fight for us but we're not going to give you like rights uh, we you know fight for you. and that's how dating is too it's like there are still so many advantages for men I feel in sex and dating well the problem is, is that men think that if they give you something then you have to suck their dick exactly and it's, hey. it's not it's not even like I feel like there's not enough straight men sucking dick there's for not, them to know that it's not equal there's, <laughs> not, not, there's not enough of fettuccine Alfredo in the world. I don't need to suck your dick yeah, tonight. I don't care about a lobster or a to. surf and turf. Like, it's not enough. But that's why you just want to tell young girls, like, let a guy buy something for you, but you're not ever obligated. And it's nice when you see young women who already have that figured out because yeah. it does take a long time. That's why I feel like women come into their sexual peak in their 30s for many reasons, like physical. But I also feel so much of it is that by the time you're 30, you have really figured out how to be in control in situations with men. Uh, so I'm ahead of the curve. Cow, cow. Yeah, exactly. And if you're ahead of the curve, then you're ahead of the curve. Marsha, I had a question for you. How do you feel about gold diggers? Like women who literally just seek men for money and to like... Like Ooh, them for everything that they have yeah. financially, because there's a lot of women out there, especially women like with athletes, uh, people who are like multimillionaires. There's tons of these women just going out here meeting dudes who have money. Yeah, rappers. I feel this is the thing. Is they that don't have anything else except that. It's the same with like women who like objectification and like over sexualization, <laughs> because I feel that like these women, it's hard because you don't want to pity a woman, and it is their choice. They have agency. But there's obviously a lot of nuanced societal things that would build a woman up to thinking my best shot at power and comfort is through my looks, is through becoming like a femme fatale. And I will say that Ooh. I think people focus on the negative of those women rather than the men that made them that way. You know? Okay. Whereas, if anything, you should focus on it equally. And for me, I 100% focus on the evil of the men. <laughs> I, I think that, the, first of all, the women who do it, good, good for them. That you think, like, oh, listen, my pussy is worth a yacht in a, <laughs> in a private jet. In like and they don't even have to have a personality. Like, I mean, yeah. how boring. I don't get how men are satisfied with that. But, but then, but I just want the women because the ass is fat. Anyway, I just want the women continue. who do that to also invest. Like, they need to do more yeah. than just like take the money and buy stuff and then go on trips because at the end of the day all that stuff is going to be gone mm -hmm. and you need to like I had a friend some who, of them do but then people hate on that they're like well where'd your money come from so, like, so well, it's like the Kardashians I she mean, flipped it exactly flipped it. and people respect business I think that well yeah it's, that it's, is business. business that's what women. a business is is taking and flipping it and it's like that's unfortunately still an almost guaranteed avenue for a woman to have it's like the same thing I support sex workers I mm -hmm. support me too strippers i've had friends who are strippers like when i go into a strip club i get upset because of me personally and how i view the men and the system but yeah. i'm not ever gonna tell us and i get upset like when it. i go to a really bad strip club in detroit <laughs> and the strippers are having messy buns and they wear prescription glasses and they yeah. got 
Chinese flip flops on. Like, well, that's the thing. Most of my I, friends like strip clubs. I would never tell them, don't go to a strip club. I would never even put my opinion about strip clubs on them. But I've had people be like, fuck you for not wanting to go to a strip club. And I'm like, that's not mm, fair either. All strip clubs are not created equal. They're I went really to a strip club once, not. and we had to go through a metal detector before we got to see the titties. And I was like, is it worth it, though? <laughs> that would quality, be comforting to me. Is the <laughs> quality that good in there that I might still get shanked? The first time I ever, I was, my friends all went to a strip club, and I wasn't 18 yet. And they went to the 18 and up strip club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is there an 18 and under strip club? No, there's like a 21, you know, oh, it's like, okay. so this is no alcohol, just oh, stripping. okay. Terrible. And they had this, like, there's this place in Tulsa called Cloud Nine where they have legs and eggs. It's like a breakfast buffet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> legs and eggs. Tulsa better do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for Tulsa. <laughs> well, my friends went to this, like, one, and I had never heard of anything about strip clubs, and she was like, we saw this girl stretch out her clit. And I was like, I don't think that's what they're supposed to do. She stretched On out her stage. legs and eggs. That was the trick. I don't know. Uh, so maybe I had a deep now set I'm trauma. I'm like, how do I get yeah, there? How, how often do Let's you go to, go to the strip club, Marsha B? Well, I lived in Portland. I mean, I don't go. I've been okay, twice Okay, when I think of strip clubs, I do not think of Portland. Portland, yeah. Portland has the highest strip club per capita rate in the country. But higher than Las well. Vegas. Or second to Las Vegas, maybe. What is it? They got, like, moose It's up because there No, it's because they're right on the border with Washington, and Washington has tassel laws where, uh, where you have to cover your nipples, whereas in Portland, they have full nudity. Uh. So there's, like, 100,000 strip clubs. They have a vegan strip club, is what everyone Stop jokes it. about. Uh, All the girls are vegan, club, and the leather is vegan or whatever. I don't know. I have no time. I don't, <laughs> care. I don't care if my stripper is vegan or not. <laughs> or she it wide open for a real so, but that's the thing. It's like, that's just like, you know, I, like, I always joke, like, I'm more sex negative than some people probably. Because for me, I, because of, like, the stuff that I think or whatever, I think that men have, through mainstream culture, like, in society, have co-opted the women's sexual lib movement. So, like, yeah. for me, I get confused when a woman's being empowered or when she's being objectified. Like, when there's a bunch of headless butts in, like, a rap video or a pop like music video I don't like it okay so let's talk about this yeah. so you have this website it's called Headless Women of Hollywood yeah and you basically found all the movie posters and all the scenes and all the movies and videos where you can see the dude's entire body and like the woman is just shown from like the neck down yeah it's you it's it's different things it's like it started with there's a lot of these posters where it's just the woman's butt is the focus, even though the actress who the butt is supposed to represent is like a main part of the movie. Yeah. Right. And then the men are on it. And always, you know, there's this trope of men fully clothed looking at a naked woman. And it's just an expanse on this feminist notion of the male gaze, which started as like an artistic thing, just how, you know, men view the female body and the female form is seen as very artistic and beautiful. And then with capitalism has sort of become like, cheapened and very like quick paced objectification of just interchangeable female sexualized body parts being sold the same as a sexual woman 
in her entirety, you know? So just a leg, just a lip, just boobs, just a butt, without any context as to who the whole woman is or if she might have any sexual desire, what that pair of boobs might want, you know? They're like, no, 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 no. Just put some lotion on her knees. Yeah, and, uh, and it becomes so background and so normal you know, I hate the word normalized since Trump becomes elected because everyone's using it every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, but it used to be an academic term, I guess. But it's it becomes so normal that you really don't even notice it anymore. So I noticed it because someone pointed it out to me. And every time I would point out subway posters to people I'd be with, like, this is a headless woman, they'd be like, oh, you know, that's one. They, they do that sometimes. And I'd be like, no, this is a very common calculated advertising trope that's yeah. been used four years since the Mad Men days basically is who started well, it. Well, I mean, think about what what other John Ham started. What it. other super common <laughs> movie posters we've seen, right? We've seen like the the two main characters back to back. You know, yeah. what I mean? like the Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Exactly. Like it's just another trope like that, but unfortunately. It goes back to like the sort of James Bond where women are expected to be a sexualized background that are expected to be there only when the men want. And then as soon as the men don't want them there, yay, they disappear. Well, because at the end of the day, sex sells. It's like if you put up a poster of just a man in his ugly ass face. We're not going. Like, we need more than just. But that's the thing. People say sex sells, and that's fine. But my point is like. When you sell a woman as sexual, I think you have to keep in mind because when you now they're doing these sort of joke posters where it's just the guy's leg and it's kind of funny. <laughs> but when you do just a guy's leg or a guy's butt for straight for, you know, marketed towards heterosexuals, I guess I would say, they're it's not as easy to detach them from their whole. You're not going to have just, you know, a sexual part of a man being objectified, whereas with a woman, it's so common. So there's nothing wrong with sexuality or women being sexual, but it's them being reduced to their parts explicitly for the purpose of men and not even in question that they, you know... It's it's just... It's like their consent or their pleasure is just assumed, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I think that's the world that we live in, right? We live in a world, like, this is what this country was built on. White men get what they want and do what Mm -hmm. they want, and we just have to accept it. And now we have a dude who thinks like that regularly in charge Openly. Of They've all thought and like that. Grab like, them by the pussy. Grab them by the but pussy. He's saying it and doing it, and people are like, yeah. And 35% of the country doesn't think that's wrong. You know, you gotta say, you can't look at the votes. You gotta look at the people that support him. And Donald Trump, when he says, I could go out in Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody in the middle of the street, he is talking about 35% of the people will still support him. And yes. they will. Oh, yeah, they will. And then I'm sorry they go, just because I support Trump doesn't mean I'm crazy. I'm like, okay, well, you're allowed to say that, and I'm allowed to disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it don't mean you're crazy. It means you dumb. That's what it means. It, it means, means you're either easily well, conned it, or crazy. I think that Trump is kind of like the class clown. And when you were in school and you had the class clown, you're like, that clown, he's dumb. But for some reason, you were still uh, interested and you were like, thought it was funny. And you're like, you know what? I'm still going to be friends with the class See, clown. See, and I was Even the person who was like, why like, is everyone friends with this yeah, motherfucker? Yeah. 
No. <laughs> to me, Trump was like the kid in class that had like zero personality, but was like really rich mm-hmm. and had maybe, big parties. Maybe had big parties, yeah. and you just wanted to go to parties, even though you didn't really like. Him. Even though you knew he might have raped a girl. Right. I mean, probably <laughs> definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Grabbing people by the pussy by He's the a hot ass. Oh, I'm 100. percent I mean, I'm sure that it goes way deeper than we can even imagine. There's a story that he had sex with a 13 year old with a man who's been convicted of pedophilia. So yeah. Yeah. he had all these friends. I mean, these rich men since the days of like Holly, people are like, can you believe Roman Polanski and all this stuff in the seventies? Everybody was fucking 13 year old girls. Yeah, Everybody, all the clubs they had open 13 year old girl, go-go dancers and shit. It's like America is gross. It's Ooh, really gross. Business. And it's for me right now is like, everybody's just so shocked. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you serious? Everybody has that creepy ass uncle or that cousin. For it's sure. Like, Oh, we won't call him a rapist, but you're not going to his house ever. Exactly. <laughs> the, the uncle that you know is like a pedophile or yeah, something. But yeah, but like everybody was just so surprised by like Bill Cosby and all these other people who were accused of stuff. It's like, dude, you know how many dudes that you know that are separated from another dude that's probably a rapist? Like, mm-hmm. come on. But why this is so what's hard with male accountability. Why it's so, why I started just joking about kill all men because it just gets so frustrating that it's like you know the good men, quote unquote they still don't want to acknowledge that men and women live in two different worlds because women have to, like, just basically keep our struggle amongst ourselves. And every time okay. we don't, people are like... Well, Marsha, I'm going to say I feel like that's a white woman's struggle. Okay, I was just about to say that's, that's, that's my fair. only issue with feminism. It's like it's always from the white woman perspective. The white that's, feminism. That's, right. in a, that's in a different tax bracket it's not like the the little people it's not like the it little doesn't women even necessarily need to be a different tax bracket i feel like if you're going to be a feminist and stand for white women and you know stand with planned parenthood mm-hmm. and stand with you know headless women in hollywood then at the same time and not you specifically yeah. but just the people who call themselves feminists but won't speak up with like Sandra Bland or speak up when right. something like someone says something crazy disrespectful about Sasha and Malia but like yeah. because they know nothing. it won't affect them exactly so. and that's the problem is that the white feminists like screaming over and anything they want to get mad at men you know, for not acknowledging their struggle. But then if anything challenges where they lie in the privilege scale, they're like, well, let's not talk about that. Or you're just complaining. Or do we really need more representation of women of color in film? Because then I lose the part. Like, you know, things like that. Where That's where I get really upset when people use feminism as a platform for narcissism, yes. selfishness. It's a, and then, I feel like it's a trend now. Well, and then it's men love to put those women as the faces of feminism, yes. where they go, that's all feminism is. And you go, well, for me, like, feminism saved my life. It made me stop blaming myself for certain things that happened, mm-hmm. you know? like, And that's what it does for individual women. When it, But it's hard because I don't want to ever say... There's good feminism, bad feminism, blah, blah, blah. But with the white feminism specifically, that is bad because to me, that's not feminism. Inherently, if you don't have an intersectional view of how black women are disproportionately affected by sexism and women of color, you know, especially with immigrant women now Mm -hmm. are going to be hugely affected by this presidency more 
and you know we need to focus on them and because they're the people who are most affected by reproductive rights right. yes know. and that's the thing that makes me so angry because when I was in high school um, Planned Parenthood was like for the black and Spanish bitches mm -hmm. it was not like a white woman thing I, there were statistics that saying like white women don't have abortions like that um, I just feel like Planned Parenthood is all of a sudden like a white woman thing like all these women are like fighting for Planned Parenthood but like 10 years ago, there was, it wasn't even heard of. They yeah, had private practitioners if they wanted to get abortions. Like, they weren't going to Planned Parenthood at all. Right. Yeah, well, I do think, I think white women have a responsibility to stick up for Planned Parenthood, but it is interesting how they've, like, branded it for themselves. Yes. In a way. Well, my thing is this. Like, I, I get it. You got, you found something to be passionate about. Y'all are marching with signs and cardboard and pink hats and everything, and that's fabulous. But, like, where is that passion and that... For Black Lives for Matter. Black li yes. They need like, to be there, too. That is the problem. It know? is. And I think a lot of it is this, like, that. that's why the Women's March, once they did give the organization to women of color, like, it just is better. I mean, white women, when they try and speak for feminism without listening to all the voices, just don't do it correctly. I mean, and it well, sounds ignorant. It sounds one-sided. You can't speak for someone that you're not listening to. And they're still not understanding privilege. And you can't fight against privilege, you know, if you're only fighting for it for yourself. That's why it's like the original feminists were directly involved with civil rights. You know, the original feminists, I guess, the ones from the 60s and 70s I'm talking about. Well, I don't even think they And the white women who only fought for, you know, the rights of housewives in a way were seen as very... Those were like the original white feminists. Yeah. yeah. And the suffragettes were actively trying to get women the right to vote over black people. Right. Yep. Uh, Marsha, this was like a great discussion and it yeah. was so good. And I really want to continue uh but we have to give you this quiz really quick okay. i think we're only going to give you two questions i'm because, excited uh we got to get out of here um yeah. i was gonna put my put third glasses on <laughs> <laughs> what's your question marie wait hold on i got the camera on. <laughs> oh my goodness i can't believe we were getting into it we were getting real i know deep. We should do a sequel sometime. We should. We should definitely, when we get some Because I love uh, to talk about stuff like that. Because that's not a question. Like, I, wanna, I will talk to individual women and just be like, please don't. Are we when still we recording? get more time. Please okay. don't. So, <laughs> Marie, first question. And we're back. Marsha, as a feminist, yeah. you consider yourself a feminist. Um, yes. I do. 100%. What's the difference between a feminist and a lesbian? <laughs> um, a feminist is someone who wishes they could sleep with women. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I know a lot of lesbians who wouldn't consider themselves feminists, and I know a lot of lesbians who have creeped me out more than dudes. I'm going to say me. Me, me, and me. I'm no, on the couch with both. I had a, you know, and I would say um, a lot of people, my mom always says, who do you think are the people that have more of a problem with men, the ones who have to sleep with them or the ones who don't? <laughs> okay. Well, and I said, maybe both. We're, we're going to give you a point for that. Uh, and our last question is, uh, so there's a burning building, like building on fire, yes. and uh, your brother's in it. Oh. Your brother's in it, Yeah. and 12 women. Oh. Who are you going to pick first? I'd be like, Alan, is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, jump! <laughs> um, well, my brother is a father, okay. um, but, like, if any of the women have kids, you know, <laughs> I... Yes. 
Are the women white? No, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's six women. I would save my brother because you got to save your family first, yes. but I would hide it from the press. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you so much, Marcia. Thank you, guys. Uh, can you just plug your Instagram? Yeah, Twitter where can people yes, catch Instagram you? is at Marcia, S-K-Y, Sky, because uh, my last name's Bell. Okay, anyways, yeah. M-A-R-C-I-A-S-K-Y. My Twitter is Marsha Belsky, M-A-R-C-I-A-B-E-L-S-K-Y. And, yeah, find my band, freethemind1.bandcamp.com. And where can people, what's the website, the Headless Women in Hollywood? Headlesswomenofhollywood.com, um, spelled like it sounds, mm-hmm. and it's also on Tumblr. You can search it there. And Perfect. where are the Shorty Awards? Oh, on the Shorty Awards? Well, the voting's over, but it's voted for Best Tumblr of the Year. Yay. So we'll see if I... Officially we hope you, get we to hope the you top. Win. Yes. We hope you win. Thank you. Um, and you can catch us uh, every Friday uh, at the Unofficial Expert Podcast. Yes. Uh, we have a comedy show, the warm up every second Saturday. It's at amazing. Karma Lounge. So good. It's one of my uh, favorite shows. You guys know our Instagram. Please uh, comment, like, reshare, subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, thank you so much. You've been great, Marsha. You're great. Bye. 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 Bye.